1986 Mets, Steroids in Baseball, and a New York Times bestseller. I'm Danielle McCartan with three-time All-Star World Series champion Lenny Dykstra, who's e enjoying his ice cream right Yeah. Now. <laughs> All right. Good to, good to talk to you. All right, Lenny. So you played for the Mets and the Phillies. Now, I know we're in Mets country here, but do you consider yourself to be a Met or a Philly, if you had to pick one? Well, I mean, obviously the Mets are number one in my heart. I mean, I won a World Series here. And, and it is the best sports city in the world, I mean. And um, so I'm very, very fortunate and consider myself blessed to be able to play in both New York and Philadelphia, because Philadelphia is a great sports city as well. Right. But, uh, but definitely New York is, is uh, how do you say it in Italian, uh, first. Uh, primo. Yeah, primo. Il primo. Now, you left the Mets and went to the Phillies. What was that like? Because that was such a bitter, bitter rivalry back then, you know, with the two teams in the AL. I didn't really leave. They traded me. In fact, I'll tell you what it was like. It was Father's Day in Philadelphia, and I was playing. The right-handed pitcher was playing, pitching. And like after my second and bad, Davy Johnson says, you're done. I'm like... What? <laughs> so I go up the runway, I'm all mad, upset, and I'm like listening, watching TV, and I hear Harry Callis say, a lot of action today around the bat. Uh, initials are LD. So I said, oh, I just got traded. So it's kind of weird, you know. Maybe like you're sitting here like locker and you wait for to get the tap. They want to see you in the office. So so it was, I went in there and he said, hey, want to thank you for helping us win a World Series. We just traded you to Philadelphia. So I said, wait, you mean the team I just kicked, like the, like the team I just kicked their ass, that team? <laughs> and I said, what do I do, meet them at home plate? How does it work? <laughs> oh my God. So it's kind of interesting, but yeah. And then we went to the World Series era too. We've heard all the legends about the, the plane coming back from the World Series, 86 World Series. All it was was it that destroyed? Because Mookie Wilson told me no. I you know. It wasn't destroyed. It was a joke. It's the same old story. Yeah. You know, like someone caught an eight foot fish and it's a sixteen foot fish. <laughs> I, I just read a book called Big Blue Wrecking Crew. It was about the eighty six Giants, and in it there was a line that said that the eighty six Mets partied a lot with the eighty six Giants. Is that true or not true? I don't even know a giant. What? That's, that's so untrue. I mean, I didn't know him. I didn't party with anyone. I, I, I didn't even have a, I didn't even take a, a pill or a drug or I went to Philadelphia. So no, that's not true. The Mets, look, the, what happened, that team has so much personality yeah. and there were so many crazy, and you know, that's when you had the curtain calls and then that's when it, like, people like enjoyed playing baseball and it was like fun and the fans like appreciated that. So, and you could also, feel the other team not wanting to have any part of us and they came into Shea Stadium. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now, would the, so the presence of social media, you think, have changed the game back then? Not the game of baseball, but the off-the-field stuff. If you have Twitter around or TMZ around. I don't know. I had that around when I was, even back then. Yeah. One time, I was going, I had a plane. My, my, my driver had a, a Rolls Royce. They repossessed my Rolls Royce right at the steps of my plane. Wow. And TMZ was there. So I lit up to the person. Because it's kind of odd, like getting your Rolls Royce repossessed at your Gulfstream. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, Tom, that's kind of silly. Is this my life, though? Yeah. All or nothing. Yeah. You know, you've said you really didn't eat HGH in your cereal, but you did say that I started taking steroids because I had to. Is that was that obviously to keep up with the competition of all the other guys in the league at that point in time? Well, I mean, I'm a little guy. How tall are you? Five, two, three. What shoes on? They are. <laughs> so I'm only I'm a little guy. And but I was way ahead of the curve, you know. I mean, my life is on the line. Yeah. Meaning, I didn't, I, I didn't know what drug they were going to give me. I mean, so when I got traded in 89, and I played every day, I didn't forget how to hit. I just got too weak. I got run down. So in the off season, when I lived in Mississippi, people actually do live there. <laughs> so I just found some hillbilly doctor, and I said, look, because see, what happened was, Lee Thomas, the general manager, said, look, it was your first year, first year playing full year, full season. You're going to be our guy next year, and uh, you don't have to look at the lineup. So I knew that 90 was going to be, like, so then I said, well, I got to figure out how to say he's strong. So I went to this doctor, and I didn't know what he was going to give me. He gave me a drug called Decadurabolin. I went to Rite Aid, I got in line, he said, come back, I'll show you how to do it. I go back to his office, he's got a hard food like this way for me. Oh my god. And then I show up in the spring training at 190, like a Greek statue. Yeah. And said, there's a new sheriff in town. There's a new era upon us. What do we do with the steroid era players in the Hall of Fame? Do, do they belong in or in a separate wing or not at all? That's a good point. Well, now, here's the problem with that point. What about the ones that take amphetamines? What about the ones that take pain pills? What about the ones that have extramarital affairs? What about the ones? Well, whatever. I'm saying, like, yeah. what's the threshold? Right. I've had this argument with a lot of the, um, a lot of the, um, the Hall of Fame people. In fact, I've been escorted out of that place before because, like, I'm still like completely lost how the three best players in the history of baseball are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, P. Rose, I understand. I mean, yeah. and they'll never get in. Because, you know, they, they you know, there's a pact that when Barty Monty died, they felt it was from, but, I mean, Roger Clemens, come on. And then Barry Bonds, I mean, as big as he was, he was still the best player in baseball ever. Now you're known for your, your greedy play. Your book is called Nails. What do you think of today's athletes? Do you think they're like pampered? Do you think they're coddled nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry. I mean, but you want to. I mean, we got to do this right. Yeah. We want to call them. Well, why do you, why do you say that then? No, because look, when I played, we had a pass. We're going into their house. Mm -hmm. We're gonna take their money and we're gonna. <laughs> no, and then, by the way, if we keep, if, you, if we keep, if I count you talking to another team mate, I mean opposing team mate mm -hmm. or team player or, or whatever they are, yeah. we're fighting. Now they're all lovey dovey and laughing and doing jersey swaps. This is a joke, you know. I mean, yeah. bottom line is business playing for real money. So 
the key is getting them umpires right. You got to get the umpires under control. What do you think about um, the the mechanical strike zones? Is that a good idea? Of course, it's more yeah. accurate. Yeah. Precision and accuracy, changing speeds. You know. I mean, Tom Glavin's in the Hall of Fame. How is that? I mean, I used to want to catch it and throw it back to him. But you know why? He played right. Meaning, there's a reason they've been putting a guy in left field for hundreds of years, center field hundreds of years, right, because balls go in those areas more often than not. So, but it's when you walk a guy, the chain gets pulled, and then the link breaks, and everything goes haywire. You see? So which of the guys do you still to keep in touch with, if any? Oh, Doc Gooden. Right. Who is always the most stylish Met? Oh, uh, Mr. P. Mr. P. Ron Darman. He's smooth. He's smooth. Yeah. Yale, you know? <laughs> Who was the, the hardest partier on that whole team? We know... Backman. Backman? I'm surprised. You're surprised? Yeah, I mean, I am. I thought we thought it was Strawberry Gooden. That's not, that's not partying. No. But we never knew. I never saw it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, we drank a little bit, but well, Philly. Now we're gonna talk about a partying team. The Phillies is '93. We party, and you know who led the charge, right? Yep. Same man let off. I had a fan question come in. Did you keep the home run ball from the the first night game at Wrigley Field in '88? Because someone threw it back onto the field. I did. The guy he gave it to me. I think my bankruptcy uh, trustee took it. Huh. Took my dog. But whatever. Yeah. It's a ball. I'm not into jewelry. I'm not, yeah. not into. I'm a simple man. My final question came from Twitter also. Final. He wants to know what is your favorite chewing tobacco, and do you still chew? No, that was Redman. But that was all part of the show. I mean, the chew. This is entertaining people. You know what I mean? Except I did like, I couldn't stand Andy Van Slyke because I could never get a gold glove from him. So every time we played them, I'd like, spit my like, shoe all over center field. <laughs> like a landmine out there. <laughs> Anyways, so, just understand, and I'll close with this. Remember this. The promise of money is actually more powerful than the money itself. I always say good to me. Yeah. I hit better in June. See, because that's when that's when the stuff is really kicking in. Yeah. yeah. April's too cold. April. Mm -hmm. April's. Well, if you have the right mix. But see, now there's no drugs in the sport in baseball. None. So now, if you think about it, like the ball this year was a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they they shattered the home run record. See, how do you do that? No steroids. I mean, yeah. they do it real easy because Major League Baseball can, can it's basically like turning the water on. You want it hotter, make it colder. You want the ball, I mean, they know no drugs, so they need balls flying out. So they, there's no seams on the ball. And ball, it's like, so I do know a lot about, not much, but a little bit about like private aviation, how airplanes work. Mm -hmm. I'm not into physics and all that stuff. I didn't do too well in that. I don't think I took that one. I had to take biology to get through high school as a requirement. <laughs> I, I hate it, but <laughs> physics, well, you know, so when a plane is landing, the flaps went out. Yeah. So think about the seams. If the seams are up, it makes it harder to travel through the air. Yeah. Well, the seams weren't even, 
There was more blisters. Look at this setup later. And I'll see there's other stuff you can look up too. But this is one more blisters this year than any year ever. And I ain't talking about fever blisters either. It comes from the laces. It's right. Yeah. There's no the seams. They're called yeah, the, the seams. seams. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, I'm Danielle McCarran. This is Lenny Dykstra. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Yeah.